Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Tej Talks podcast with your host, you guessed it, Tej. And I'm a talking. So today I want to review 2020 with you. Now, there is obviously a lot we can talk about, uh, and I'm going to try and keep this as property-focused as possible, although you'll potentially hear me firing shots at a lot of various people for 2020 oh by the way if you haven't seen death to 2020 on netflix go watch it it's it's kind of scary but also hilarious but scary how realistic the characters are because yeah they exist in real life so if you've seen it you know what i'm talking about the world's fucked up anyways we're in 2021 so let's talk about the past year you know i think if you follow me on instagram then you're going to see a lot of low lights and a lot of uh, when stuff goes wrong which is a lot of the time and that's fine because that is what it is but I want to maybe talk through some of the highlights just to show you that look even when shit happens even when we're not at our best uh you know you can still do things and that's not to say oh my god what are you doing it's the opportunity of the year you know go buy Tejcoin and and like all this kind of shit (laughs) that's not what I'm saying uh because you know it's a tough thing to deal with full stop So the fact we're even getting through it and we're also building businesses, making sales, doing awesome things. I think that's a, you know, that's an achievement in itself. So I think we need to big up ourselves for that. Uh, And yes, the lockdown hair is real. I didn't really prepare for this fairly predictable tier nine alert seven, whatever the fuck we're in. So I've got another six weeks without the barber. Abdul, I miss you guy. I miss you, man. Um, so yeah, the lockdown throw is, is coming back. Obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, you, you can't see it, but you will see it on Instagram as much as I, I try and hide. Uh, it's only going to get bigger. So great. At least my Boris Johnson impressions will look a bit more relevant, maybe, although he's, he's I look nothing like him. He's, you know, he's nasty. Anyways, so that's the first shot I've just fired. There we go. Couldn't help myself, could I? So let's talk about 2020. Uh, this thing happened, Corona. And I believe, when was the first lockdown? In March? And I mean, we're in January now, so we're kind of almost coming up to a year anniversary. Happy birthday, coming soon. Uh, I mean, it is it is alive, so it has a birthday, you know, I suppose. That would that'd probably be in December, though, technically. Anyways, we are, you know, we haven't really left a lockdown, right? And now we're in sort of basically what feels like going back to March. So the OG of lockdowns, people, the original, yeah, the OL, no messing with this shit we but at least people aren't you know over buying pasta and toilet tissue i did go to costco and i did get a big load of toilet tissue but that was just because it was cheap uh 2020 was a year that i think a lot of us realized who our true friends were how important family was how much we loved them or how much we hate them you know let's not let's not neglect the reality uh and how much we value perhaps our home space you know we may have thought where we live was okay you you go out you commute you come back but nowadays I think people are really thinking hold on a minute I'm going to be here a lot especially when you're working from home this space isn't necessarily suitable anymore and of course you know the property market I think a lot of us thought there'd be some correction or some crash or something 
But go on, someone put in, put in the messages on Instagram. Oh, I knew it would never crash and I kept mine properties and oh, I'm filthy rich. Uh, great, there's always one. But we should have listened to that person. But hindsight is a beautiful thing, you know. The pr- prices went up, activity went up, agents are having their best months, auctions, things are going crazy. But the world is sort of falling down around us. It's it, it's an interesting parallel between economy and the property economy. And look, I know they're not always correlated. And perhaps that, you know, the, the property market staying open in most of the lockdowns has helped. Whereas, you know, retail stores and whatnot had to close, apart from the big corporates. Hmm. Uh, you know, so it's it's been tricky. But... Uh, but looking back at it, you know, I think one of the first things I would say about 2020 is I shouldn't have stopped buying. I should have carried on getting bargains, done nothing to them, chucked them in auction and made 10, 15 grand a pop. Easy peasy. That is what was happening. You know, if you had a, a property, you were making some good money on it in the past X many months. And probably now at the moment, it's still pretty hot as we speak in January. So that's one thing I would have done differently in 2020 is just kept going you know there was there was really no need to stop but like i said hindsight is a beautiful thing right and that's 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 2020 (laughs) i'm joking there's loads more so one of the first things i want to talk about highlight is the podcast this is actually this is not just in 2020 i suppose this is over the two years but in 2020 we reached the mark of 555,000 listens on the podcast in over 100, I think it's maybe 125 now, countries. So, you know, hello everyone, worldwide. Oh, hold on. Should I now be calling myself Mr. Worldwide 305, baby? Please refer to me now as Mr. Worldwide. That's pretty cool. You know, I mean, the podcasts are really only relevant to the UK property market, I suppose. So it's pretty awesome to know that people are listening to it. And I and I mean all over the world, like all over. The map is basically lit up in so many different places, which is awesome. And to have that many people listening in and listening to the podcast, you know, that's pretty cool. And it also, I suppose it ver- verify or validate the work that I'm doing and show that actually it is helping someone somewhere, you know, <laughs> Mr. Worldwide, because people are listening to it over and over again. So, you know, I'm pretty happy about that. And, you know, has the podcast been difficult? No. Has it kind of just been a lot of admin and time organizing, editing, things like that? Yeah. Actually, I'm trying to find a VA right now to edit podcasts because I've decided I ain't doing it anymore. These guys, I'm telling you right now, these guys take four or five hours to edit one podcast. I take, for a 60 minute podcast, I take less than 40 minutes. And that's, that's, and that includes uploading and writing copy. And I just gave someone a trial to do it, and he fucked it up. It was the worst shit I've ever, ever heard. Sounds like a walkie-talkie. Absolute trash. So, he's not getting paid. Um, And there's a one-star review for you, mate. I don't understand these people. They've got all these good reviews online, these VAs and stuff, but they're shite. Absolute shite. So, if you know a good VA, you can edit, edit podcasts. It's, obviously, it's really not difficult to edit them. You don't need to be a sound person. Let me know, people, because I'm in need. Anyways, yeah, so it's good to have this many listens. Uh, so thank you for having listens. You know what's funny, though? Thousands of you listen, but thousands haven't left reviews. It's mad. Take, take, take the content, yeah? But you can't give man a review, yeah? Mm. I'm talking to you. I hope you feel guilty right now if you haven't left a review. You should feel guilty. Leave a review. You know, people say to me, oh, I didn't know you could leave a review. 
Ah, it's not like I mention it at the beginning of every podcast and tell you how to, is it? It's mad. It's like it's not obvious. Uh, so, you know, it was good to have that going out. And, you know, I noticed that in the first kind of lockdown, the numbers dropped. I suppose less commuting, less gym, less kind of moving time, less dead time. But then, of course, it picked back up over time and then Christmas it went down, etc. But just an interesting piece there for any other podcasters. I wonder if you saw the same thing during that lockdown. Uh, but look, it provided some education, you know, such incredible feedback. And despite many people not doing it, I have the most reviews of any UK property podcast. And I haven't been going as long as the biggest one, as you might call them, or whatever you want to call them. That's pretty cool. So thank you so much to the people who have left reviews. I I appreciate you, right? I, I appreciate you. As DJ Khaled would say, you, you smart, you loyal, buy yourself a house. Uh... So yeah, that's 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 probably the, one of the biggest highlights. Oh, the biggest highlight is the portfolio grew and I suppose completed in the sense that almost everything is on mortgages um, to a value of about 1.3 million. That started in 2019, but it kind of finished uh, in 2020. I also raised £648,000 of investor finance. Some of that was at 0% interest. Why would someone give me money at 0%? tedginvest.com or tedginvest.com slash investors and you can find out why so it's pretty cool to raise that much i mean without that much oh and also 100 payback record in order to raise that much is the only reason the portfolio grew right like without that it wouldn't grow you know you need deals and you need money and there's a lot of shit in between but generally you need either one of those two so i am so so grateful to my investors for working with me and trusting me because some of these investors invested in me you know, back in the day when I had one or two properties and the brand wasn't as big. So, you know, all those smaller amounts, big up yourselves. I really appreciate that. And of course, they've been rewarded. Uh, I finished, I say finished, God, they never bloody end, do they? 15 refurbishments. Uh, this is 150 miles away from site, well, from where I live, sorry. One of them's actually like 180 or two of them were. And the last three I managed with individual trades. <sighs> yeah, deep breath time, people. It was an absolute fucking nightmare. Doing it locally is another thing, and I'd, I'd potentially consider that. But now I'm just like, listen, I need a project manager. I'm just not doing it. Even for a simple buy to let. So many idiots. So, yeah, on that note, Cowboy Chris has received or is in the process of receiving a ccj one to his company name which is whatever second to his personal name and guess what happens mobile phone contracts mm -mm. mortgages mm -mm. credit cards mm -mm. personal loans mm -mm. you fucked boy uh yeah anything who does a uh anyone does a credit search will pick it up and it's for you know a significant amount I'm, I'm not getting the money but there's a few different ways you can get it especially with personal name whether it's bankrupting him whether it's attachment of earnings whatever listen i don't mess around when i tell you people are beef people are beef people the steak is well done nasty shit when it's well done it has to be medium rare right you know what i'm saying i'll I, I take that shit to well done with builders yeah this this is the life i live people this is the life i live um so yeah, CCJ City out here, raining CCJs. Look, people, just take 
take legal action against bad builders and any bad professional, okay? They deserve it. As far as I see, I have zero sympathy. If I saw Cowboy Chris on the street, I'd, no sympathy, nothing. I wouldn't even give him a shilling, yeah? Not even a tuppence, nada. That's the attitude you have to have sometimes, in my opinion. So 2020 has been really stressful dealing with that. But more importantly, the legal stuff is easy. It's dealing with getting it, you know, trying to fix it right. Trying to fix stuff that's behind the walls that you can't see. Trying to fix a finish that's badly plastered or badly done. And you're like, well, you either restart or you kind of make it work. So big up my painter, big up Tony and big up Dave. Because, yeah, they <laughs> they hustled. Those sanding machines, ain't never seen walls like mine, I'll tell you that. But they look good now. Uh, also, big up the dickheads who pull out of sales. Uh, your dickheads as well. Oh, man, I just could not fire any shots, could I? It was it was just bound to happen. I need to have like a parental advisory, shots will be fired. Drive-bys will occur in a Tej Talks podcast. They need to have a new explicit rating for me because I can't help it clearly. But yeah, look, the refurbishments has been the toughest part of property. I mean, everything else I think is paperwork, it's admin, it's relationships. The refurbs are incredibly tricky, incredibly difficult. And look, I put, you know, quite a bit of this in my book. And I put all of it into my e-learning, tejtalks.learnwalls.com. So, I mean, what I haven't learned from 15 properties, I don't even know. And right now, I've still got issues with some of them. But that's to be expected when you're fixing, you know, someone else's work. But there's no hesitation. It's right. This is, you know, like I sold a house and I said to the guy, look, you know, you know, this has had cowboy on it. I'm happy for X many months to fix any work that we should have done. You know, if something comes up, that's like, you know, this should have been done in the refurb or, or, or I believe it was done, I'll fix it. And today I spent, I don't know, three, 400 quid, new felt, um, you know, half a bloody new roof, kind of almost, and some guttering and cement and some flashing. I don't own the house. I don't need to do that. But because I understand the issues, I said, look, I'll cover it. It's, you know, it's good. I'm good. Even though you got a 10 grand discount on the house, I still said, look, you want a pain free buy to let, I'm going to deliver that. But I shouldn't have to do this. I don't want to spend 300 quid on this shit. But I am. And, and you know, that's the knock-on effect. You know, the money the builder whips off you is never just there. You know, it, it lasts, right? And it sticks with you and it stains. You know, when you got Haldi or turmeric, you ever put you ever put Haldi on anything? That shit will stain marble. That, st that will stain your skin, that is what a bad builder is. No, I can't compare that. Huldy's so good for you. No, I can't compare that. But it's like a it's like a stain that never fucking goes. Sill it, bang that shit. No. It's with you. And I know in six months, I'll have a maintenance issue. And I'll think, that was a brand new thing we did. Why the hell is it broken? Why is there an issue? And that's the effect. And that's why you got to fire quickly, you know, and discover these problems quicker than, you know, I think we potentially do. So get people on site, have project managers, have like a quality control, someone to sign it off, whatever. Pictures lie. Yeah. Shakira's hips don't lie, but I tell you pictures, they fucking lie. Okay. So get someone on site. You know, no like it's just never going to be good enough. Even when you trust someone, you want someone coming in behind them saying, hmm, is this right? Is this right? Don't trust anyone. Uh, actually, I worked out some figures over the past, well, I wouldn't say it's 2020 necessarily, but I suppose since being in property and they all kind of I got, got reconciled in 2020, I have spent £201,000, probably a little bit more now actually, on refurbishments. I have spent £12,700 in legal fees, which is fairly cheap when you think about it, but relationships, the brand, that's what it does. 
stamp duty I have paid. Yeah, HMRC, look, you should be thankful. 23,775, aka the same as someone buying one house in London or anywhere else. I've created a monthly rent roll of £6,210 per month. That can swell to 7000 depending on their essay performance. Uh, I think if you take off costs, well, mortgage is the main cost, you're probably looking at profit of about... 60% of that, I would say. So mortgages cover about 40% of that. Uh, you know, I'm still waiting for some things to get onto mortgages in January, hopefully. But yeah, that's pretty good. That That's financial freedom. That is passive. You know, how much time do I spend on these properties? As you see from my Instagram stories, not a huge amount of time. And if I am, I'm on my phone saying, hey, Gary, can you go fix this? Hey, can you sort this out? Or hey, what's good? You know, and I self-manage. So I've got a podcast coming on, you know, should you self-manage or should you not? Big topic. I speak about it in my book and in my e-learning, my actual letting agent, who is amazing, has done a video for you, 40 minutes about lettings. So, yeah, I've made a lot of mistakes. A lot, a lot of mistakes. I'm just going to leave that there because if you've been following me, you will have seen everything that's been done. And that's kind of why I wrote a book as well, because I thought, hold on a minute. Oh, it's a book. What's this? Because I thought, hold on a minute. You know, people may as well learn from it because I've I've learned now. I've made the mistake. So let's share it. You know, even the little things about, you know, how to find a deal or how to work with your own mindset or, you know, how to fund a deal. Just any little thing. There's so many little, little things you just don't get taught. They don't teach you this shit in school, do they? Uh, I've created £325,000 of equity, which is pretty awesome. What that means is, if I sell the portfolio, that give or take fees and legals and all that stuff, that's the kind of profit that is there. Because everything's on 75% mortgages, 25% is equity. I don't owe anyone that. So that's pretty cool uh, to kind of create. I know it's illiquid, it's property, it's not sitting in my account, it's not sitting in a Lamborghini either. Uh, but... That's pretty cool, you know, to know you've created that out of thin air, essentially. That's, the, that's I don't know, it's something magical about property, right? It's hard to kind of make tangible, but you literally create equity. Like, you take one thing, well, I suppose it works, you know, yeah, it's like anything, isn't it? You take a tree, it's worth, you know, 400 quid, you break it up into timber, it's worth 800, you break it up into treated timber, it's 900. You know, I suppose it makes sense in in other businesses as well, but... It's pretty cool nonetheless. I've also had a 100% investor repayment rate, full capital and interest. There have been late repayments. Of course there have. You know, we had a pandemic. And that's what it is. You know, I've still got investors, same ones coming back to me. I've got a call actually this week. Someone wants to invest. He's also considering buying one of my properties. And he gave me, you know, I think it was 75K he gave me. And now he's got some more he wants to invest potentially. And we're just going to talk about it and see what we can do. That was despite paying him two months late. Of course, he got two months of interest. But had, you know, would this have happened with COVID? No, I would have had double the amount of properties and double the amount of stress, which would have been pretty unbearable. Uh, and speaking of stress, what a mad year. What an absolutely mad, mad year. I think all the time I've spent in property has been stressful. But 2020 was another level. It was... You know, managing things in lockdown, very difficult. Trying to get materials, uh, trying to travel there when I couldn't, finding someone to stay when I couldn't, dealing with endless, endless excuses, but also not being able to get 
bridges, the property market being too hot to buy stuff. It was just, and I suppose mentally you kind of, you know, you just, I don't know. I know there's lots of people on Instagram who uh, had their best year ever, um, but it was tough, you know, just generally existing was weird and tough. And that then has an impact. No matter how much you meditate or you affirm, it still has an impact. And yes, we can fight it and be stoic, you know, but it still it still works. You know, it still has an effect on you. And so I think it's been mad, mad stressful. I don't know how you feel, you know, watching or listening to this. But, you know, uh, yeah, performance dips, I suppose. And sometimes you get so stuck in it. I just wanted th- these properties to be done and finished and let and rented and just piss off. You know, go into the passive stage now. Stop draining my time and energy and let me focus on other things, which I'm now looking at land, developments, conversions, flips in Hertfordshire where I now live. So much higher margins, much higher entrance, but because of the brand, because of the record, because of what people see, the size of investors I am attracting now and can attract is is bigger. So it naturally kind of happens. Uh, you know, big up Richard and Brindley Little, actually. Their 100 and 100 videos on property development are amazing. Can't believe they're free. Like they are, they're incredible. Like they are incredible. So if you want to get in property development, join the house builders community on Facebook, uh, speak to Richard Little or Brindley Little and check out their videos. I have to give them a shout out. Also Lloyd Girardi, actually, his book called Property Development is really, really good. Really good. Uh, what else have I done? I mean, you know what? I love public speaking, but yeah, Obviously, this year, I haven't been in public much, unless it's Tesco's, trying to get some trains. Uh, I've done probably 20-plus speaking events. I've probably done, like, 30, actually, to be honest. Because they're not in real life, because, you know, they're, they're just... Uh, Zoom. You kind of don't think of it the same. But, you know, I've definitely done quite a few events. We've hosted PPN Knightsbridge pretty much every month, I think, during lockdown, where pretty much most PPNs haven't, or they've charged uh, to do it. So, you know, there's been a lot of public speaking on Zoom, but it's just totally different and it's not the same. And I really hope we can get back to, you know, some type of some type of norm, really. Uh, I also released my e-learning in 2020, uh, com. Go check it out. Uh, DM me if you're interested. Maybe I'll get a discount. Maybe not. I don't know. Let's see how I feel. And I also wrote a book. Like, it was pretty cool to, to kind of get... I can't remember how many have sold now, but I think in the first four weeks... About 550 copies sold, I think, which is pretty... I mean, I don't know what the norm is or, like, what it's supposed to be. I think it's a really small amount, uh, given that, you know, there's 11K followers on Instagram and thousands of listeners, things like that. So, you know, I think typical entrepreneur, I wasn't really happy. I'm still not happy with it, you know. I think it should be a lot more, given the overall statistics. But I think what's more important is to hear the feedback and the impact it's having on people who have purchased it, you know, pushing their journey forward, learning things they never thought of before, or just saving tens of thousands of pounds from it. Now that that in itself, for a 15 quid book, I mean, that's pretty awesome, right? And yes, it took forever to write and edit and get right. But I loved it. I really enjoy writing. So for me, uh, you know, yes, it was labor intensive, but it was a labor of love. It was a labor of love. So you know, I don't mind. And breaking news, the first time I'm mentioning this, I am in the process of a new book. Actually, two. I haven't started one yet, but one I'm starting. And if my book wasn't already, if I say so myself, uh, this will be a game changer. As in, it's... 
maybe it has kind of been done before, but it hasn't been done like, I'm going to do it. It is going to be fire. And it's a bit of a collaboration as well. So there's going to be some interesting bits. Uh, and again, I hope to deliver value for you in a kind of somewhat bite-sized way. So that's what I'm working on now. We've got six weeks of lockdown minimum. You know, it's not like Boris is going to do a good job ever. So we're probably going to be here for longer. Bastard opening gyms. Uh, but, you know, it's on the way. It's on the books. It's, it's coming, people. So those were the kind of highlights of 2020. You know, generally speaking, you know, a, a tough year for everyone. You know, I feel for retail businesses who, you know, have to be retail. Yes, it's old school. Yes, they should evolve. They're stuck in the past year or whatever. But, you know, salons, hairdressers, nails, you know, all these places that tailors, these places that are physical, there is no future option necessarily for them. You know, oh, go to people's houses and do mobile haircuts. Well, you can't do that right now either. So there's definitely sectors or we could do what Rishi suggested, which is upskill you know, if you're really talented like a ballerina, you could be a software engineer in two weeks. Do you remember those adverts? Bloody pathetic. It, of course, posh totties can say, oh, well, I think you should upskill, you know. I'm upskilled as a complete twat, so you can upskill as a, as a tech engineer. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a lot of people who suffered. But also, a lot of people did really well. And a lot of opportunity came from 2020 and a lot of inflection and perhaps time spent with ourselves that allowed us to understand ourselves better right i think there's you know there's there's something to be said for that kind of inner peace that we need and that now we maybe had a chance to do that you know uh so death to 2020 i say not that 2021 is any different so far apart from the usual hype in january and the new me new year all that shit although i haven't seen anyone post that what else am I going to mock? Like we need, we need a new phrase, like new year, new tier. Yeah, classic, classic. Who remembers when uh, Boris Johnson was going to hospitals and he was saying, oh, well, yes, you know, COVID is about, but, but, you know, I went to a COVID ward and, uh, 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 you know, I, I, I was shaking everyone's hands, you know, we were shaking hands with the, with the patients, <laughs> you know. Uh, who remembers that video? If you don't, go find it because it's fucking hilarious uh, to watch now. But yeah. Go watch Death to 2020 on Netflix. It is, uh, yeah, it's hilarious. So look, people, I hope that's been helpful. I hope maybe it inspires you. I hope it shows you, you know, what we can achieve and what also, you know, I struggle to achieve in 2020 and, you know, some of the difficulties that a, a virus and actually just difficulties that life brings you in property. Property is not easy. It's not get rich quick, especially not buy to let's. Is it a full-time job? Yes, until they get tenanted and then, then it's kind of, you know, being a caretaker. But up until then, it is it is a lot. It is a lot. So, 2020, I'm going to wish you goodbye. I'm going to tell you to go fuck yourself kindly, 2020. And, uh, you know, here's to 2021. Hashtag please open the gyms. Hashtag Tej needs a haircut. Hashtag Tej needs some new shoes as well. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.